and as the entire universe sits on their couch and waits, the fix is live in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And let's have some fun tonight, all right? There's a lot going on. NFL Week 8 officially in the books. Giants almost steal one last night from Tom Brady and the Bucks. Daniel Jones going toe-to-toe with the GOAT. Not enough, though. Bucks win by two. Giants cover. That was the second largest spread of NFL Week 8, and that was apropos for the entire weekend, for the entire NFL Week 8, for college football Saturday. It was the weekend of upsets. Every dog has its day, and the dogs had their day this weekend. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. And we have a lot to get into tonight. Tom Gable, director of the sports book over at the Borgata in Atlantic City. He joins me tonight at 11 p.m. to talk about how the public has been doing throughout the year, how locals have been betting the Eagles, how the book did this week, crazy bets that he saw come in. Anything and everything is on the table. So Tom Gable, director of the sports book at the Borgata in Atlantic City. He joins me at 11. Looking forward to that. And, of course, John McMullen for his nightly appearance on the fix for your football fix. Still have so much Eagles stuff to get to. So we're going to talk to John in about 25 minutes from now. So 1030 and 11. Guests will join me. And then the rest of the night, it's you and me, baby. Just the two of us. Like I said, phone lines are open, 609-601-3290. So obviously we're all waiting here for some type of announcement. Something's going on today, right? Can't put my finger on it. Did you vote? Um, Presidential election. And we'll see. You know, results are coming in. Obviously nothing's official. I do have the odds, updated odds, so I think that's something different, something cool, obviously, for obvious reasons tonight. So I'll touch on those odds in just a little bit uh, in the second segment here of the first hour tonight. Before we talk to John, I'll get into some of the live presidential odds. I mean, you can, and I talk about that, one, because the whole country is waiting and watching and if you're in the car driving around or whatever the case may be I think that's a topic that's clearly worth bringing up for at least a few minutes but sidebar conversation as to why I bring that up you can literally bet on anything right now I mean you can go make a legal bet on who you think the next president of the United States is and it's only a matter of time before It's anything and everything. We're already seeing more and more diverse offerings on your wagering menus. Uh, Oscar winners, Oscar nominations, movies, reality TV, like anything you're starting to see pop up on your sportsbook app. So where are we going to be in about three or four years from now with all of this as sports betting continues to come out of the shadows and the light is put on it and it's getting 
bigger and bigger, and we know all about it in this area in Atlantic City with so many books and all the mobile apps that you're allowed to use and bet on in just the state of New Jersey alone. So, And we'll, we'll get into some of that with Tom Gable from the Borgata at 11 p.m. tonight. So just a couple headlines here just to bring it back into the sports world. A.B., Antonio Brown, the Tampa Bay Buck, he will play Sunday night for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. What type of impact can A.B. have? Does that shift your mindset if you're going to bet on that game? We'll get into that game. Bucks Saints, A.B. will be the headline for obvious reasons. Um, the controversial Antonio Brown back off the couch and into the starting lineup back in the NFL. So we'll get into that. The Dallas Cowboys, just when you think, just when you think things can't get any worse. Andy Dalton. He will not be playing anytime soon, and it has nothing to do with his concussion that he sustained during his first game backing up Dak Prescott. No. He now has contracted COVID-19. It's like those movies when someone in the movie says, things can't get any worse, and then it starts raining. That's exactly what's going on down in Dallas right now. There's just a a cloud of rain and thunderstorms over Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Things continue to get worse in Dallas. That line for the Steelers-Cowboys, that is up and available now, and I'll get into that game. If it's even worth betting, the Cowboys are 0-8 against the spread. Are any of you out there saying, well, they're due. They're due, and no one in the world is expecting them to win or cover against the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm going to go make a make a bet on the Cowboys with the points. I'm going to explain why you probably shouldn't do that, and I'll give you the line, updated odds, totals, prop bets for the Steelers-Cowboys, bunch of other underdogs for the NFL Week 9 slate. It's early in the week, and every week early in the week here on The Fix, I tell you about the opportunity on Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday night compared to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, Sunday is just the worst time to make a bet on the NFL. The lines have moved dramatically at that point. And now is the time in the week that you need to capitalize. So where should you potentially be capitalizing on some bets for the NFL weekend, for college football, Everything else going on this week. We're going to get into it live in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490, Sports Betting Radio. You're listening to The Fix. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, taking you all the way up until 1 a.m. tonight. When we come back, I'm going to give you some live odds, live action on the presidential election. Eagles talk with McMullen and Tom Gable from the Borgata. Still ahead. The middle. the middle. Hey, don't worry about it. Cam Newton says there's no reason to panic. I'm not even panicking. Like, I've skipped panic. I've just given up. 
How are we supposed to take this team seriously? There's just no sizzle to Cam Newton with hoodie. Belichick has become really a non-factor in my life. You know, he used to be <laughs> the thorn in my back. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, you know, I should have two Super Bowls right now, and he stole one of them by cheating. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900 or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. If you're an owner, general manager, or sales manager of an auto dealership in the Delaware Valley, get in touch with Jacob Media right now and ask for this exclusive opportunity to saturate the market. If you're looking for showroom ups, buyers, and used car buyers who will travel to your dealership and do business, get in touch and understand why our Automotive Minute and our pre-owned showcase will drive eyeballs and phone calls. You will do business. Jacob Media Partners will turn on the power of radio and drop your dealership right in front of the car buyers. Contact Joe Krause at Jacob Media Partners, 267-261-3428. The power of the Automotive Minute, produced by Jacob Media Partners, will bring you buyers. Contact me, Joe Krause, at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. And turn on the power of radio. Ups, calls, and buyers guaranteed to sell every car we feature in the Automotive Minute. I'm Joe Krause. I'll see you on the road. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is The Fix. I'm your host, taking you to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, South Jersey. Big day, big night, and just about 10.15, so we have a full segment here, about 15 minutes to play with before we get to Johnny Mack, John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, at 10.30 to talk Eagles and NFL. But before that, it's election night, and everyone's waiting and and watching and just eager to find out what's going to happen here and who knows when any type of announcement, unofficial or not, is going to come out. So I wanted to get into some live odds and trends for the presidential election. Now, this is from the Action Network. I am literally reading all of this information straight from actionnetwork.com. You can go to this and see for yourself. Um, just It's just a breakdown. This is 
not from a media outlet that favors one side. I am not favoring either side by any stretch of the imagination, but Action Network now posted this article, and it was updated about 10 minutes ago. So right at 10 p.m. was the last time they updated this, and they've been updating the odds for the past about 48 to 72 hours. So right now, as of 10 p.m., via the Betfair Sportsbook, Donald Trump is the favorite at minus 400 with a 74% chance to win. Joe Biden, plus 260 with a 26% chance to win. The votes keep coming in and the odds keep swinging toward President Donald Trump. This is word for word what I'm reading from the article. Just a disclaimer. I do not like getting political, but I think tonight, if I'm ever going to do it, with live odds on the presidential election, which is something new for this country, as Jersey just recently legalized sports gambling after the last election. So, uh, interesting stuff just to read off here. Uh, Donald Trump, like I said, minus 400. Joe Biden, plus 260. And an hour-by-hour breakdown. So, the first hour that the Action Network broke down with odds and likelihood to win the election. 11.30 p.m. on Monday, Biden had a 67% chance to win the election, Trump 33. Fast forward to about 2 p.m. on Tuesday, which is today, 2 p.m. today, Biden had a 68% chance, Trump had a 31.8% chance. And then as we're getting closer and closer to 10 p.m., they have every hour broken down. 7.45 p.m., Biden 54, Trump 45. 8.15, Biden 53, Trump 46. 9.15, Biden 48, Trump 51. 9.45, Biden 32%, Trump 67. 10 p.m., Biden 25.8%, Trump 74.2%. Less than an hour after emerging as the odds-on favorite to win the election for the first time since May, President Donald Trump has padded his lead over Joe Biden in the betting market, just to be clear. At 9.45, Trump was minus 333. And then, like I said, at 10 p.m., Trump was minus 400. Trump is also right now, as of 10 p.m., favored to win three key swing states per the odds at Betfair, Ohio minus 900, Pennsylvania minus 150, Michigan minus 150. At 845, Joe Biden was the favorite for Florida at minus 162. So we'll see. Who knows what any of this means? I certainly don't know what any of it means, uh, but it's just interesting to not only have the option to place a bet on this you can place it per state you can place it overall just like anything else in the nfl you can place a quarter you can place you know whatever you want the game uh and similar to the presidential election there's a lot of options to bet on has anyone out there bet on the presidential election i'm curious 609-601-3290 and honestly if you're going to call in and talk about it i don't even really want to know who you bet Um, You can mention it if you want, but I'm just curious if anyone listening out there has actually gone to that step of betting and bet the presidential election, which is obviously at the forefront 
tonight. 609-601-3290. So last night I talked a lot about the underdogs in week eight. And underdogs against the spread in NFL week eight, 10 and four. 10 and four against the spread, underdogs week eight. Overall this season, underdogs have been cashing at a pretty successful rate. 65, 49, and two pushes against the spread. That is a 16-game over 500 record against the spread for underdogs this year in the NFL. Eight weeks down at the halfway point. What have we learned from a betting standpoint? Are those trends going to continue? Why have the underdogs been hitting at that type of rate? Is that normal? You know, there's a lot to digest with all of that. And and honestly, when I look at the early week nine lines in the NFL, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for some underdogs to, if they don't win outright, to certainly cover. And I'm going to get into a lot of those um, a lot of those games where I feel the underdog is a, is a good bet, at least today, at least tonight at this time. And like we do every week, we track where the public money is going throughout the week. We track where the spreads and the totals, how all those lines move throughout the week. So we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show as well. So I want to get into three up, three down before we go to break so we can bring on Johnny Mook at 1030. And three up, three down essentially is after NFL Week 8, what are three teams that are now trending in the right direction and what are three teams that are now trending in the wrong direction from a betting standpoint? And, you know, I was on Back Your Play earlier today with – my guy Rich Q, and he's on every Tuesday and Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Back Your Play. He's also on Saturdays with Johnny Mack uh, with Extending the Play and Branded Radio. And he also has Boxing Around the Globe, which you can also listen to tomorrow after Back Your Play from 6 to 7. But I, I, I was talking with him about recency bias, and I'm sure if you've been listening to The Fix lately... This isn't a new thing with me. I I talk a lot about recency bias. And I think this past week in NFL Week 8, you can point to a lot of different examples with recency bias. The Detroit Lions. Yes, they beat the Atlanta Falcons, who are a joke the week prior. But all of a sudden, you you look at the Lions and you say, wait, this team's 3-3? and The Colts coming off a bye. You haven't seen them lately. They're already out of sight, out of mind. Phillip Rivers, 38 Nah, I like Detroit. Matthew Stafford looks good. They're three and three. Maybe they're that's a little sneaky bet. They get the doors blown off them by twenty. Seattle, they were coming off a loss this week from the week seven loss to Arizona. San Francisco were coming into that game against Seattle on Sunday, winners of two straight. So a lot of people went San Francisco. What happened? Seattle looked light years better than San Francisco. So when you're making these bets, I think you have to zoom out a little bit and not just, well, what happened last week? Oh, man, you know, so-and-so looked really bad. Oh, I don't know. You have to still, even if a team is 1-5 in 
one wins, two wins, even three wins, below 500, 500, not a really good football team, and you want to make a bet with them involved, you still have to look at a million other factors. All right, what's the weather? Are they on the road? Are they home? Did they travel that week? What is something this team does well? Maybe their defense stinks. Maybe their quarterback stinks. Maybe they have some injuries on defense. But they have a great run game. And the team they're going up against has a horrible run defense. Like Those are things that I think the average better often overlooks. And a game I'm going to get into later on in the show, Green Bay and San Francisco. Green Bay on the road, six-point favorites. And Green Bay is coming off a loss now on Sunday to the Minnesota Vikings. So that has recency bias involved with it. Uh, is San Francisco as the underdog? Is there value there? We're going to get into all that stuff. But three up, three down. Three teams that are trending in the right direction now after week eight. And the three biggest movers in the positive direction this week now heading into week nine, the Minnesota Vikings, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Minnesota Vikings have been a dumpster fire all year long. Sunday, shocking upset over the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, an MVP candidate. He's been playing unbelievable. The Packers have been one of the best teams in the NFL. Minnesota, the complete opposite. The game was in Lambeau Field on top of everything else. And Minnesota went in there and won that game. Dalvin Cook ran all over that Packers defense. And that's another example. Yeah, the Packers have been awesome. But their run defense is their one glaring weakness. And the Vikings, with Dalvin Cook, they exploited it. And they came out of Lambeau Field with a win. And the public was all over Green Bay, and you got burned. So uh, it's going to be curious to see how the public continues to bet the Minnesota Vikings as we now transition into the second half of the NFL season. The Indianapolis Colts, road favorites against Detroit coming off the bye, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago. They were well-supported by the public market in Week 8, Money line for the Colts got bet out from minus 149 to minus 190 on Sunday morning. Darius Leonard, star defensive playmaker, he was returning, so that was a big sell-high spot with the Detroit Lions. And Indy was outstanding on Sunday. Early money in the market is now backing Indy again in Week 9 as the Colts are going to have to take on the most difficult uh, opponent, Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, who's coming off a bad loss themselves against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the last team that's trending in the right direction, and I'll go three down here a little bit later in the show, the Cincinnati Bengals whooping the Tennessee Titans rather easily, too. 31-20, to the Bengals win. Bengals were not considered very likely to upset the Titans on Sunday. Money line was one-way action away from Cincy, from plus 214 all the way to plus 285. And that's a that's a big-time win for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. How should we be betting them in the second half of the NFL season? All right, going to take our second break here of the show, first hour of The Fix. When we come back, 
Johnny Mack, NFL Eagles insider, joins me at 10.30 to talk Eagles and the biggest news and notes in the National Football League. We'll be right back. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. What's a Boilermaker? We're the skilled welders, riggers, and craftspeople who will help you grow your competitive edge. We step up when others step back, and we do the job right, on time, on budget, and safely. No drama, just results every time. We're the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, and everything we do begins with our bond. Let's get to work together. Visit bestintrade.com. The, 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 middle. the middle. This story that Barrett told in the break is ridiculous. And you would think that basic hygiene is kind of necessary. I totally agree with you. I mean, I I did not shower for this show today. But I'm alone here, okay? There's nobody else in the house. You should have beat the crap out of this guy. Bro, it's just, it's just him, man. Like, it's like an unwritten law. If you're over 300 pounds, you at least got to take one and a half showers a day. He wore a jock and he wouldn't wash his pants. And I remember I was telling him, you know, I, every time I think about it, you know, it's, it's crazy. But Bobby Horn would come on the center and they kind of give, you know, they goose the center mm-hmm. and go like this so they know when to snap the ball. He smelled the back of his hand. He said, yo, bro, he went to Ray Rose, hey, coach, you got to do something. Ray's like, what, what are you talking about? Man, I smell the back of my hand. You got to tell Everett he's got to go take a shower. Wow. Come on, man. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Dr. Charles McCabe is on a mission to eliminate back pain while helping each individual achieve optimum wellness right here in the Delaware Valley. I was in such pain that I couldn't even walk. I would go to sleep and I would literally pull my hair from the pain. Since the day we came in here, I felt like I was in a place where they really care for people. It's not just a number. Do you have a bulging disc or herniated disc causing you back pain? Have you been told you need surgery? It doesn't have to be that way. Many of Dr. McCabe's patients with these same disc problems have found relief with his treatment. Do this. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com and find out your options. Stop suffering from back pain now. CherryHillDiscCenter.com When I came here, we started, my pain level was 10, of course. As weeks went by, my pain level dropped. As of today, my pain level is zero. If they take care of you, they make sure this is good for you. Stop suffering from back pain due to disc problems. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com. CherryHillDiscCenter.com. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? 
There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call, 215-464-9900, or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And there's something going on tonight. I I can't really remember exactly what it is. Uh, Maybe John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, can help me put a finger on it. John, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, Ryan. Yeah, there's something going on. It's certainly not the NFL trade deadline. That was a big nothing uh, burger, but we'll use that term for politics. I want to give a shout-out to our buddy, the Philly Godfather. I mean, he's killing it. He's got better information <laughs> than, than uh, news organizations, pollsters, which is kind of sad in a way, but also awesome for him. He's having a good night. Yeah, I've been following him, and I saw you uh, quote tweet one of his um, you know posts on, on Twitter there. He's, uh, listen, He's one of the best handicappers in the country, and that's not just us, um, you know, biasly promoting him. That's that's true, and he he is killing it, man. I mean, and yeah, I, no, go look at the timeline; it's all up there. I, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's kind of amazing, and I, and I always say, I mean, if I did the job that pollsters did each every four years. Uh, I'd be fired. I wouldn't have a job. But they continue marching on because their hope is you forget in four <laughs> years how bad they were the last time. So uh, it's still a race. It's it's probably going to come down to Pennsylvania. So it's probably going to come down to the Eagles, the Steelers, and all those good people across the Delaware River. Uh, they're probably going to decide this thing. Oh, well, as long as it's not all, all up to Carson Wentz. For, for either side. <laughs> Put it in Big Ben's hands. <laughs> um, all right, so you mentioned the trade deadline, John. 4 p.m. came, and then it went. And I've asked you before the deadline, will the Eagles be buyers? Will they be sellers? And you lean towards neither, and you were correct. But we also talked about Howie being aggressive, and we certainly wouldn't be surprised if he did something. So... Why didn't he do anything? Well, I'm going to go Philly Godfather on here, and the late market was trending towards not doing anything when Doug Peterson spoke on on Monday after the game, and he kind of poo-pooed it. And I guess that was an indication uh, that the Eagles were going to stand pat for a couple reasons. I, I think the biggest reason is, like everything in 2020, COVID-19, I mean, the protocols, and remember, they keep getting worse as cases spike across the nation. So now if you acquire somebody, if you bring in somebody from the outside, you basically 
got to get a got to get a week of testing in before you can get them even get them in the building practicing things like that so you tack that issue on top of it and remember if you go back how he's always made howie 2.0 has always made a trade at the deadline first it was jay ajahi then it was uh, golden tate and, and then last season it was Jannard avery and basically Two of those guys, Tate and Avery, and they barely got involved. You remember all the – I mean, not Tate was involved, but you remember the issues they had trying to get him uh, sped up into this offense. And even, by the way, the same thing happened with Jay. Uh, but people kind of forget because he was a big uh, part of the Super Bowl run. Um, but the start was really rocky, and it took him a while to, to get him in, involved. So – I think when you put those two things together and the history is this team can't get these guys uh, inserted into the offense or, or the defense quickly enough, what what's the point? And then the last part is the salary cap and the issue. So the Eagles, and I've said that consistently, they were never going to be buyers for big names, for big salary players, because they just don't have um, – the wherewithal to do that because of the salary cap issues they they are going to be in in 2021 and and people say well why can't you rent a player for eight games well because they need to roll over the money they do have onto the cap next year to make it a little bit more palatable and it's still awful so that's why even a rental player wasn't even in the mix uh, the only thing i kind of leaned on was how he likes to do things. He likes to make trades. So I thought maybe there was a chance for another Avery type, just a, a lesser player that was on his rookie contract that fell out of favor uh, in a different city. But that's where the COVID stuff came in, and they probably just waited and said, eh, it's not even worth it. Uh, some news and notes surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles roster-wise. Uh, the Eagles cut Kroom the guy who caught the touchdown pass against Baltimore, and everyone was like, who? <laughs> um, so if you want to touch on that and any other roster moves. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that you know, people saw that and they immediately jumped to, oh, the Eagles are, are clearing a roster spot for a trade pickup. But uh, as I tried to explain, um, you don't need to clear a roster spot because of those COVID rules. You get an exemption for that week where guys ramp up. So they didn't need a roster spot if they were going to add someone, at least immediately. Ultimately, when they get through the testing, then you would have had to make a roster move. So I think it's a pretty clear indication, uh, tight end for tight end, and, and Zach Ertz, um, I've heard, is ready to play. Probably could have played already if they didn't put him on injured reserve. So it's a pretty good indication that he will be back uh, for the New York Giants after the bye week. The Titans release inside linebacker Vic Beasley or announced he will be released tomorrow, John. Uh, Beasley signed a one-year, $9.5 million deal with the Titans this offseason. Is there any chance the Eagles look at him? No, Vic is more of an edge rusher, actually. So, you know, he played... Uh, outside linebacker defensive end for Atlanta. He had the one big season, the one big sack season. Uh, and that's really what he does, and he hasn't been 
very good, really, the past few seasons. And this team is not in need uh, of an edge player. Uh, if you look at, you know, what they have there, uh, Brandon Graham, we talked about him yesterday, is having a great season. Josh Sweat, I think, is taking a big step forward, and I think he's every bit as good as, as Derek Barnett, uh, who I think people are disappointed with, but he's still a good player. Um, and, and then you have Vinny Curry, who's been killing it since, in a, in a, as a role player since he came back from his hamstring injury. So that's arguably the deepest position on this team. And, yeah, there's there's no way they're going to look to bring in a player like Vic, Vic Beasley. Talk about the Eagles' schedule here now up until their game against the Giants next week. What's their schedule look like? What's Doug planning? Well, they're going to practice on, on, on Wednesday tomorrow, uh, which is rare uh, on the bye week. Uh, remember, it's a little bit different. We can't get away from COVID. Uh, players can't leave the city. So in a typical bye week, uh, you have guys scattering across the country. And if the Eagles won coming out of the bye and they were in first place coming out of the bye, typically uh, Doug would give them the week off. Uh, and to clear their sort of minds and recharge their batteries. Uh, so the way they were playing, I mean, even in a normal environment, uh, he might have kept them around uh, to do a little bit of extra work on the Wednesday and then uh, give them the weekend off because that's CBA mandated. They have to have that weekend off. Um but, I, I mean, he was pretty forceful in saying he, he knows it, it's not – at least he is not falling for the fool's gold the first place. He knows this team is not playing well, and he knows they need to clean up a lot of things, um, starting with the quarterback and, and, and moving down, and, and arguably even the coaching staff. So throw him in there as well. But, um, you know – they did not – you take it – they're an Evan Ingram drop away from losing that game against the New York Giants. And let's be honest, I, I mean, it was, what, 15-9 yep. with Ben DiNucci playing quarterback. And did you see Jerry Jones throw that poor guy under the bus today on his radio show in Dallas? I didn't. I mean, that is the worst quarterback you're going to see. Uh, and the Cowboys are already moving towards they brought back Cooper Rush. Um, they're probably going to start him um, in, instead uh, of Ben DiNucci. And, and Jerry pretty much said it was too big for him. Uh, Adam gased him, as I called it on Twitter. Just <laughs> threw him under the bus. Now, he, he, he deserved it. He was that bad. But you, you can't do that if you're an owner or coach. Um, you got to be smarter than that. But nonetheless, my point from the Eagles' perspective is that's as bad as it gets. You're going to play a quarterback, and it's not an impressive win is what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely not. Um, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about that win with John McMullen. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, extending the play right here on 1490 every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and he writes for Sports Illustrated and phillyvoice.com. 
And last night's conversation with us, John, it was Carson Wentz geared, to say the least, and rightfully so, fair or foul, that's what everyone's talking about, especially yesterday, the day after, even the night after uh, the Cowboys game. What are some other things that we need to touch on, either positive or negative? We didn't talk a ton about Boston Scott last night, and I thought he played a real solid game, um, looking good as a runner and, and putting up some decent stats. Yeah, I mean, he had a career high in rushing in the second by the second quarter, and then for whatever reason, I'm surprised more people haven't brought that up. Doug went away from the running game. It seemed to be working uh, pretty well. Um, and, uh, it, it, I mean, Boston is a player not used to having a ton of touches, um, and obviously he doesn't have tremendous size, so maybe that played into it. Uh, but he, he was effective, more effective early uh, than late, and I think if you go back to late last season when he was forced into a larger role, I, and I asked Boston about this last week, he seems to, to – play better like a lot of running backs when he he's a starter and he gets more touches and he gets a better feel for the game unfortunately never going to be the starter when Miles Sanders is healthy so you need him to be that guy that situational player who can come in and get five or seven touches and be impactful in that way and I, I I don't think he's been good in that role but when you have to play him and when he gets more touches and gets a feel for the game I think he's a pretty good player. So it's kind of a catch-22. Uh, he's not nearly as good as Miles, obviously. So um, it, it, he's got to figure out a way uh, to get that same kind of efficacy with less touches. And I, I don't know if he's figured that out yet, to be honest. Dallas Goddard um, didn't really do too much in the game. He only had one catch for... 15 yards if I'm looking at the right box score here and he was pretty quiet don't recall his name being called too often is he healthy how's he doing what can we expect moving forward and the bye week seems to be timely for him yeah I I mean I I do think he's healthy um, because if there was any concern um, the Eagles would have just held him out and gave him that extra week for the bye uh, and, and that would have been essentially two extra weeks to, to get healthy. Um, so I, I don't think the tibia and, and the ankle uh, are the issue any longer, but I do think he was rusty and he didn't play that well. But I, I do think it, he'll continue to get better and better as he gets more reps and, and, and gets back into it. I, I think, you know, I say all the time, I think too many fans think, especially coming back from injuries, you think, okay, they're healthy now. They're going to be the exact same guy. Uh, it tends to take a while uh, to ramp up and, and to get your conditioning back and to get you know, the feel for the speed of the game and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just part of it. And I, I don't think you saw the typical uh, Dallas Goddard, but I think ultimately you will in the second half of the season. And, you know, Dallas is one of a number of players. Zach is another. Lane Johnson is another. Miles Sanders. This is one of the reasons the Eagles are excited uh, about the second half of the season because they're getting these guys at least a little bit healthier. Um, And basically all of them should be healthy except Lane. That's going to be an issue um, 
moving forward. He's just going to have to fight through it. But the other guys, yeah, they should be cleared medically and, and good to go. And same thing with Zach and, and Miles. You'll probably see a little bit of rust, but it should get uh, a little bit better incrementally each week they're back. The offensive line, John, and we've talked about it so much every night, every week. Going into the bye now, Lane Johnson wasn't able to give it a go on Sunday. Jordan Mailata has been a fan favorite. Jason Peters actually played pretty solid on Sunday. How do you think this offensive line is going to shape up here when we return from the bye? And I know it's impossible to predict. Yeah, I I mean, I I don't think it's impossible to predict, actually. I, I do think, you know, the hope is that Lane can calm it down enough to play pretty consistently. Uh, and Jason Peters is going to be the left tackle. Uh, and Jason Kelsey, obviously, is entrenched at, at center. And then Nate Herbig has kind of earned his right uh, to be a starter on this team, at least with Brandon Brooks and Isaac Samalo down. So he's going to be the left guard. And then you're going to kind of piece it together with Matt Pryor at right guard which would be the weakest link. Uh, and the hope is Isaac will be back at some point. Um, who knows when? And at that point, you probably insert him back at left guard and kick Nate Herbig back over to right guard. So I, I think the biggest, and I talked about this with Barrett Brooks today on, on Aton's show, and, and uh, he, he was the same way. And, you know, there's a guy who played the league and, and won a Super Bowl with the Steelers and, um, it's all about chemistry, and I think that's been the biggest problem. The Eagles got to settle on five guys. And I think, they, <clears throat> excuse me, I think they finally settled on the five guys. And it's going to be Peters from left to right. It's going to be Peters, Herbig, Kelsey, Pryor, Wayne Johnson, and hopefully, hopefully they can stay healthy and get a little chemistry because I think that would improve things greatly. Talking with John McMullen. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. Eagles Insider, PhillyVoice.com, SI.com, and extending the play every Saturday morning right here on AM 1490. John, I looked at the remaining schedules for the Eagles and the Washington football team. And after I looked at it for a few minutes, I said, man, it really seems like there's a high probability that the Week 17 matchup is going to be for the NFC East. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, and I, I've said, you know, if if you could convince me, and I said if pre-Alex Smith injury, I, I think Washington would win this division if Alex Smith was the quarterback. Um, but he's not, and he's not uh, Alex Smith anymore. And it is Kyle Allen. It's probably going to be continue to be Kyle Allen. There was a lot of talk that Washington was going to trade Dwayne Haskins. Uh, didn't materialize, uh, but it's pretty clear they turned the page on that already. I don't know if that's the proper thing to do, but uh, it seems like they've done it. They have a really good defensive line. You saw that in week one, um, one of the best in the NFL. Um, you've seen what Terry McLaurin can do. Uh, as a receiver, uh, even with quarterbacks that aren't very good. So I do think there's some pieces there, and they're better than probably people think they are. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned all those names the Eagles are getting back, and those are pretty good players. Um, 
and, and Miles and Zach Ertz and Lane Johnson and on and on and on. They just got Dallas and Jason Peters back. They should be able to do enough to win that Week 17 game at home. Um, and, I, you know, home field advantage, I've said it doesn't really matter. Who knows where we are that late in the season. Maybe there's more fans allowed in. Maybe it makes a little bit of a difference. You don't know how that's going to shape out, shake out. Um, but they should be able uh, to win what is maybe the worst division, uh, certainly since in the current format. Uh, I think there's no question this is the worst division. And they might win it with seven wins, but hey, if you win it, you get a home playoff game. I want to uh, touch on some NFL headlines here, and A.B. is the biggest one, and news came out today. He is activated, and he will play Sunday against Drew Brees and the Saints. I just want your opinion on that, John. Do you think he's going to make an immediate impact Sunday night? Well, you know, Antonio's a little bit uh, of a different uh, – I always talk about big names, and, you know, Des Bryant would be the perfect example of a receiver that everyone sees the name and says, oh, Baltimore got Des Bryant. Now they signed him to the practice squad because he couldn't play, you know, before he left at the end because of injuries. And, um, you know, that's what happens in the NFL. It moves fast, and, and you lose it physically. Um, Antonio Brown was a heck of a receiver when he went off the rails. Uh, I mean, an all-time great. So he he was still playing at a tremendously high level. Um, I don't know what you want to call it, a a mental breakdown, what have you. Uh, He's had so many off-the-field problems, um, and he's had opportunities with, with, at the time, the Oakland Raiders, and if you, I always say if you can't get along with Mike Mayock, you can't get along with anybody. Um, New England and, and that locker room, and remember Tom was still there. Uh, they couldn't handle it. Uh, and now he's getting another opportunity. Just what I talked about, though, with the Eagles and getting guys back from injuries, well, he hasn't played for a long time. So that's the first part of it. I, I don't think he's going to just step on the field and be the same Antonio Brown he once was in Pittsburgh. But I, I do think there's no reason to think those physical gifts aren't still there. So if they can get him uh, up to speed and if he doesn't turn into a, a, a nut job, uh, four weeks down the line, and he might have a huge impact. But I do think it's not going to be immediate. He hasn't played for a long time. Yeah, it's uh, everyone's going to be watching, and I'm curious to see if it's a train wreck or how long does it take for it to be a train wreck, or is there no wreck? And if there's no train wreck at all, it's it's going to be scary uh, down in Tampa for sure with that yeah, defense. To be honest, I don't even know why they need them. But, yeah, yeah I mean, if it's not a train wreck, and, and it's not going to be a train wreck, on the field because he can play. If it's going to be a train wreck, it's going to be the off-the-field stuff that derails it. And, hey, there's probably, talking about betting markets, probably better <laughs> better than a 50-50 shot that he's going to do something, that alienates somebody. I mean, that's just been his history. 
Yeah, I think uh, history would tell you that it's a heavy favorite for AB to do something stupid, and <laughs> I, I hope that's not the case. I'm not trying to be you know a jerk about it, but that's the reality. Um, all right, John. Well, there, there's the segment, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, follow John on Twitter at JFMcMullen, PhillyVoice.com, SI, and extending the play every Saturday morning right here on 1490. Go watch the uh, the map change colors, John. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I encourage everybody, you know, no matter who wins, you got to wake up tomorrow and go to work if you're lucky enough to have a job. So just live your life. That's Amen. my advice. Amen. Be happy. Be happy. All right, man. boy. <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. There he is. Love him. Johnny Mac. Um, all right, just like that, one hour down, two hours to go. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Still ahead, Tom Gable, director of the sports book over at the Borgata in Atlantic City. He joins me next. about a guy who's been taken care of. Now, he's not making Sam Bradford money. Sam Bradford's like a walking hedge fund. I look up to him. He was the last first-rounder to get that ridiculous money before they put a cap on it. Yeah. And he made every single penny of every contract that he signed. I know we're tearing statues down around the country. They should build one to Sam Bradford. <laughs> the Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. If you're an owner, general manager, or sales manager of an auto dealership in the Delaware Valley, get in touch with Jacob Media right now and ask for this exclusive opportunity to saturate the market. If you're looking for showroom ups, buyers, and used car buyers who will travel to your dealership and do business, get in touch and understand why our Automotive Minute and our pre-owned showcase will drive eyeballs and phone calls. You will do business. Jacob Media Partners will turn on the power of radio and drop your dealership right in 
front of the car buyers. Contact Joe Krause at Jacob Media Partners, 267-261-3428. The power of the Automotive Minute, produced by Jacob Media Partners, will bring you buyers. Contact me, Joe Krause, at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. And turn on the power of radio. Ups, calls, and buyers guaranteed to sell every car we feature in the Automotive Minute. I'm Joe Krause. 